Hi, I'm the might seduce your dad type. I'm Jordan. <laughs> This'll shake up those auto bozos. I'm Gigi. <laughs> Hi, I'm David, and if I were a transformer, I would transform into a fan, and my name would be Vornado. Ew. <laughs> this is a, a very popular brand of fans that does exist. There's a brand of fan called Vornado. There's a Vor fan brand? There is a Vor fan brand. Genevieve has two. You have two Why Vor have fans? to out me like this? <laughs> I decided that that's how I was going to open the show. was going to be uh, outing your Vornado obsession. God damn. It's not an obsession. <laughs> I just happened to... <laughs> I have two fans in my apartment. One of them was my grandmother's. And the other one? And the other one is new that I got because my grandmother's was so good. And they're both by. And they're both Vornado brand. <laughs> uh, like Tornado. <laughs> but Vortex. I, no, I know. Vortex I, I... and Tornado combined. Yes, and they say Vornado. <laughs> I do just want you to know that if I look at those fans, I will think of the inside of someone's throat. No! <laughs> Genevieve's like edging away from their Vornado fan, which is doing... I'm just getting a good look at it. <laughs> like, let me make it clear. The Vornado fans Genevieve owns are very good fans. They just have the it's one... It's a very reputable brand. It just has the one fatal flaw of being called Vornado. <laughs> Marie has a vintage Vornado. I know Marie has a vintage Vornado. <laughs> I've seen you eyeing it whenever we go over to... <laughs> oh. It's cool looking because it's like 60s. Not because it's a Vornado. <laughs> you want three Vornados? I swear! <laughs> No, I don't want any more. I don't need any more. No more Vor. We're done with Vor. <laughs> In Transformers news, uh, something I need to tell you about, Jordan, is um, Transformers announced uh, a new recolor of their most recent um, Optimus Prime toy. Do you know what the Do you know what the new color scheme is, Jordan? I'm guessing it's the bi flag blue and blue and purple. No. It's dead. It's fucking dead. What? It's a coloration from when he dies in the 1980s film, animated film. It's because when he dies in the film, all the color leaves his body. And they've re they're releasing a colorless Pantone Optimus Prime with a cracked helmet. It's a Colorless? Dead, it's a dead colored Optimus Prime. You mean monochromatic? Monochromatic, sorry. Pantone is. <laughs> oh. Wow. Egg on my mm -hmm. face. And a crack in Optimus's because he's fucking dead. That's just just, some, just sick. That's sick. Why would you do that? I know, right? I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Robots and the Guys. Like, we're reading a Transformers fan from Generation 1. 
uh, to Generation Now. This episode is the second uh, of, of the three-part arc. It's a mixed bag because there's uh, because there's sky there's there's Jetfire uh, mm-hmm. who comes in clutch uh, and we all know and love, and then there are fucking Dinobots. <laughs> I think you said a while back, David, is this going to be the trend where I get a Dinobots episode then a Jetfire episode to make up for it? And in this one, you got a double. I know, and... The best of both worlds. (laughs) The, um... (laughs) Now, let's quickly talk about Jetfire and the Dinobots to get them out of the way, because they don't have much relationship jazz going on in this, um, episode. We get... Skyfire, and he does say, never fear, Skyfire is here, and then he saves a bunch of boys by putting them inside him. Which is um, amazing. Yes. Um, and then, uh, well, actually, quick note on being inside of Skyfire. We have that one scene where Bumblebee's in- traveling inside of Skyfire, and his feet don't touch the ground. <laughs> when he's sitting on a bench inside of Skyfire. And that's very cute. Bumblebee feet don't touch ground. <laughs> like he's too little. Um, and then we have the Dinobots who are really showing off their civil engineering sk- skills by building a, a very impromptu dam to stop tidal waves. To be honest, the film Bumblebee's greatest flaw is that Bumblebee is not tiny and kickable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is yeah. The biggest flaw of that movie was that he was not kickable enough. That um, he wasn't kickable and and that John General John Cena didn't kick him. God. What I would pay to see John Cena kick Bumblebee. I mean, you can see him shoot a gun at Bumblebee, but that's not nearly good well, enough. Like, but you can shoot a Bumblebee gun at, at something ring. big, at anything big. You can't Bumblebee's tiny. <laughs> Canonically tiny. Canon- Canonically a short king. Yeah. And in this episode, he is a king. We'll come back to some other boys, but let's go ahead and talk about Spike and Bumblebee in this episode, because they're boy. Fucking, they're fucking adore. <laughs> fucking Bumblebee the Himbo steps up as a good boyfriend as his boyfriend uh, is going through some real parent trouble. It's true, and he brings him really, and he brings him really, he uh, holds him really tight uh, when they're when they're dangling off the cliff. Yeah, he does. He like pulls him in real he close. He embraces him like a lover. It's mm-hmm. really sweet. He also like refuses to leave like Spike alone by himself because Spike is like spacing out and really like depressed throughout the entirety of the episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he just like refuses to. He's like, I'm here for you. You know I'm here for you, baby. <laughs> Spike is also there for Bumblebee, too. He changes Bumblebee's flat tire. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee lifts his ass up in the air <laughs> so Spike can change. And isn't it, like, canonical that repairs are, like, the most intimate act? Mm-hmm. It's not canonical, but it, it's a theory that we've been developing. Physi- I was like, did Spike and Bumblebee have, like... Little afternoon delight in the woods. <laughs> it's definitely the most physical contact we get between characters. Caring physical contact we get between characters that isn't fighting. 
That's true. And it's very intense between Spike and Bumblebee in the woods here before they before an earthquake is caused by their lovemaking. Um, <laughs> yes. Um. There's a lot of earthquakes in this episode, and Rumble can't handle it because he tries to make an earthquake, and then an earthquake out earthquakes him. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> your man, Gigi. <laughs> It's like, I'm not doing this one. Then he gets eaten by the earth. <laughs> oh, shit. I fucking forgot about that. Um, but, yeah. That's Bum- okay. Bumblebee and Spike are really cute this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think that's a real step up from Bumble- for Bumblebee from where we've seen him in the past, where he's just kind of been, like, playfully trying to get Spike's attention. Here he's really, like trying to be there for Spike in a time yeah. of need. A lot of this episode... They're just supporting each other. A lot of this episode is people being there for Spike, going off of what you were talking about last episode, Jordan, mm-hmm. is this community being there for a character whose uh, father f- has rejected him. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely see a lot of queer comradeship happening. Mm-hmm. We even get like a good motherly moment from Optimus when he sits down with Spike. I know. Did you notice the music that's playing in the background? Is it? No, what is it? Or was it just very... It is a romantic version of the Transformers theme song. <laughs> God, why isn't that more famous? I was like, is this the Transformers love theme? That's like uh, their smooth jazz on Cybertron. All music on Cybertron is just variations of the Transformers <laughs> theme. Yeah. Their hard metal is like just intense that. Their clap. Because that sort of thing where, like, there's a slower, more romantic version of the, of the theme, it's something that pops up a lot in film. Um, uh, I, think a lot, I think of uh, classic film examples like Casablanca or something where as time goes by, it goes through a bunch of different iterations. Or even something like the work of Studio Ghibli, how they can turn a theme uh, just, just by changing the tempo into something romantic. Or something more action-packed. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you guys think about other like points of interest in this episode? Um, Megatron and Starscream have a very bitter marriage. Um, bitter, violent marriage, and they hate each other. Yeah, that was that slap was so shocking. I know. I I was more intimidated by the just the straight choking of Starscream, like Megatron the and his choke choking out. fetish. Well, we know we know the choking, okay, David. That's we, we've co- we've covered we've covered that. The slap was so forceful and filled with such hate. I know. I wanted to call a counselor or something. <laughs> can, we, can we find a shelter for, like, Starscream to go to? 
I, honestly, I wanted to bust him to a shelter. I was like, that is not okay. <laughs> I was. I actually wrote down that Megatron has, as he gets closer and closer to victory, has been showing a worse and worse side of himself. Um, he has. Especially in these past two episodes. Yeah, to like Starscream and to like in a, and slightly to Dr. Arkaville. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of me, I, I even wrote down that, like, I almost feel, in a way, like, I've, like, received some of that by, like, starting out this show thinking of Megatron as, like, a fun villain. And now... Now he's just... Now he's just, like... Hateful. Hateful, yeah. Now he's, like, less fun as he's just... Just full of hate and rage. It just sucks. Yeah, and I feel like I've been betrayed in that way as well, if that makes any sense. You feel like you were the one kind of getting figuratively slapped. Yeah. Maybe it's also because he's now going after humans more, too. Mm-hmm. It's like using humans. The Decepticons oh. stealing all the good men. Now it's... Wait, what? <laughs> Decepticons stealing all the good men on Earth. Aw, shit, they're taking all the daddies. They're taking all the daddies. Oh my god. Why does every human slave have to have a dad bod? Is that like a prerequisite? (laughs) Listen, every human, every dad on Earth works at an oil rig and has a dad bod. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Megatron sucks, and he's only sucking more, and he's really showing himself as just a, like a true abuser of uh, others. Um, let's see. Doctor Arkaville's mind control plot really keeps at every turn tying in more and more so with your comparison to a family member ousting their gay child. I didn't see a, I didn't see a lot of it in this episode, but if you want to if you want to elaborate, I'm really interested well, in seeing th- how you thought it developed. Well, I've already previously mentioned how we really get the support from Spike's kind of new family here, mm-hmm. with uh, his dad being controlled, and then um, I just thought it continued on from the themes his last episode where he's like still telling him not to call him dad anymore. Yes. And he, Spike's trying to remind him of the good times they had, like bringing in his favorite old tools that they used to work on together. And you can almost see his dad like think about it, and then he like falls back under the mind control. Yeah, I, I definitely think that there is definitely that sense of of trying to recapture something because the wrench first appears during that uh, during that motherly moment with, with Optimus. Mm-hmm. where right. um, Optimus asks him what he has. And, of course, Optimus doesn't feel any connection to it as, as the sort of, as the mother, really. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's a sort of, there is a fatherly, a popular fatherly connotation to the idea of, the idea of a tool, or at least of, of, of sort of manual maintenance. Uh, we don't have, we talked a lot about... Uh shockwave in the last episode even though he only showed up in one scene and in this episode he's only just mentioned which is uh megatron i think says something about shock well shockwave will be ecstatic when we get all this uh energon to him Mm -hmm. 
Which is a will he though? <laughs> will he though? Sh I think you'll be ecstatic, Megatron. Yeah, it's sounding like you're uh, pushing your projecting. Hopes. That's projecting for Pro sure. Projecting onto him, whereas Shockwave, as we know, was happy being on Cybertron with his new hot pink boyfriend, Ollie. Hmm. Ollie, Oliver. Uh, oh, Ollie. Oh, yes. Right. What did what did uh, what did uh, what did Ollie and Shockwave do this week? What, well, the what thing was... is that he's been pulled. He's been uh, gratuitously pulled down uh, to Earth. Uh, so uh, Ollie is probably like taking like a beach day. Mm. You know, the high tides, you know, that's probably good for him. A little bit of sea breeze, a little bit of sea salt. It's good. It's cleansing for the skin. Is... I'm thinking that Ollie had, like, a spa day while Shockwave, you know, just ignored a bunch of answering machine calls. By Megatron? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... You're going to be so happy. We've got all this energy on. Call me back. Do you think Shockwave went to the spa with Ollie, or was he more just happy to see Ollie so happy for going? I to think the he spa? bank he bankrolled uh, Ollie's trip. He's like, go take a U day. Yeah, because he has to be stressing Ollie out with all the stuff that's going on at work. Of course. So he wanted to make sure Ollie the was planet there. just got pulled down, David. <laughs> this is a big moment. Do we have anything else to talk Jazz about? Jazz and Ironhide are cute. I didn't expect it. What? Jazz and Ironhide are cute. I think them and Optimus are a cute throuple. Oh yeah, when they're all when they're all in that little train. Yeah. Yeah, well, well Jazz specifically links up to Ironhide's caboose, and he's like, as long as Ironhide's doing the driving, we're doing okay. And I was like, I'm yeah, that was I cute. That. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute. Did you guys feel like not much happens in this episode? Yes, I did. <laughs> a lot of it is Spike being sad about his daddy. Yeah. And just like staring wistfully at the mm -hmm. wrench. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Bumblebee trying to cheer him up. That's a Basically lot of Basically nothing with, happens with until dick. Jetfire starts talking. Yeah, honestly, like, Jetfire comes out of a room in the side of the wall, and, and he just is like, hey, what's, what, the, what the fuck? Jetfire was like, okay, let me start the plot now. <laughs> hey, is the base collapsing? Because it sounds like the base is collapsing. Do y'all need me to, like, fly you anywhere? Now, David, you you are a slut for Ironhide, so you must have been pretty happy that he has this big heroic uh, moment with the gun and the volcano. My boy does save the day, and all right, let's not go that far. He saves all. He saves everyone, and he saves Teletran one. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what can I say? I knew my man was strong. <laughs> I had no. I wouldn't expect anything less. But yeah, should we move on to our segments? Mm. Oh, I'd like to make one more comment about um, yeah. how at the end I really love the the ragtag group we get with Spike, Wheeljack, Bumblebee, Skyfire, and the rest. Mm-hmm. 
We get a nice little Suicide Squad yeah, going to Suicide Cybertron. Squad. Yeah, they're a cute little bunch. And that's it is where... a fun assemblage of, of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that Different it... sizes, too. Mm-hmm. One thing that is fun about Transformers, to me, is this. Even though I know this is because they're trying to sell toys... I enjoy the, like, stupid overloading of characters, because every once in a while we get to see, like, a group of, like, three Transformers that never talk, just, and get a little story about them. (laughs) And then I have no idea who they are. Yeah. It, like, no one does. Like, they come up on screen and they're just like, who the fuck are these three? And it's like, I guess we're gonna see their story now. If any of the good people who contribute to the Transformers uh, wikia want to get on the show... We are more than happy because you have helped us in innumerable ways. <laughs> Just letting us know who fucking, who's who. Um, but yeah, I, I forgot I think what Trailbreaker I'm the only one like. who's having that problem. Trail- I still can't identify Ironhide in a lineup. Like. <laughs> anyway. Alright, I have it here in my notes. Welcome to I have it here in my notes with David. We're gonna listen. What? <laughs> what did I do? You're just mumbling a lot. <laughs> Incomprehensible. It's like Doctor Steve Brule. <laughs> All right, welcome to everybody. Uh, welcome everybody to cut my notes with Dave. We're gonna get into my notes. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear about you guys' funniest notes. Give them to me. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go first, I guess. Sure. Um, it's the only note I have that doesn't have a timestamp. Which is, I would pay to never see another Dinobot. All they do is build a dam and then that's it. I know. I hate it when they talk. Even though Grimlock has, like, uh, a moment that's supposed to be funny. Like, oh yeah, I'm on Earth too. I'm like, just shut shut up. I hate you. I hate your guts. I like the Dinobots' rebel energy, where fucking Optimus Prime is, do this for me, and the Dinobots like, I don't care if we all fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) What, you think you give a shit about this stupid planet? (laughs) Fuck you, Dad. I don't give a fuck. I just think it was weird that Grimlock didn't let anyone else talk. (laughs) The Dinobots are just the nihilists from the Big Lebowski. (laughs) (laughs) We don't, we don't care about anything, Optimus. <laughs> Give us the Energon that we cut off your Johnson. <laughs> Anyways. How about you, Genevieve? I, I would pay to see a Transformer ferret. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh, nice marmot. Instead of... Instead of writing... Bumblebee's feet. I wrote Bumbly feet <laughs> in one word. Bumbly feet don't touch ground. Bumbly feet don't touch ground. And I also wrote Starscream, bitter wife of Megatron. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. My. <laughs> that is a fact. Even after the smack and the choke, he's still being bitter. I mean, which he should be. Because Megatron's a dick. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. My only real funny note is uh, Bumblebee has pink seats. 
Which is just great. Which is true. Bumblebee's interior is pink. So. Just like me. <laughs> I get. I guess so. All right. Well, now it's time to get into and uh, get into our good segments. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, OTP One Transformers pairing, where we pick uh, the two Transformers. Uh, that we'd like to see get together, um, and um, maybe maybe do a little bit of double dutch, uh, a little, little bit of little bit of skip rope, just looking into each other's eyes while they're moving that jump rope up and down, while up they, and down. While they hopping. Oh, they hopping. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start off with uh, you, David. David, who's your OTP this week? My OTP is Trailblade Breaker and Jazz because they have one scene at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Where they are uh, content to watch the world burn together and make fun of it, and I thought that was really sweet. <laughs> That's interesting. Now, you picked Jazz and Trailbreaker over Jazz and Ironhide. What was what was their? Is are you saving Ironhide for yourself in that case, uh, or did you not see the chemistry? I guess that could be part of it. I guess, um. I guess part of it was the, um... Just being selfish. Want to keep Ironhide all to yourself. Want to keep Ironhide all to myself. Uh, It may just be that that scene with Ironhide and Jazz also included Optimus Prime. And it felt more... And I did... It's not that I didn't see the chemistry. It's just it felt much more of, like... I feel like utilitarian isn't the word of a moment... But just like much more of a like they were just more like they were just trucking along moment than more of an intimate moment, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you saw someone get attached to someone else's ass and you were like just a couple of dudes. <laughs> What's better than this guys <laughs> being loose. loose? I saw three dudes on top of each other and went, Man, I miss roughhousing. Couple of besties. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I just thought. I think I just thought that the. Um, I it, it's not that I didn't see the intimacy. I just think I the uh, the sitting together and watching the world burn as they joke mm-hmm. uh, of Trailbreaker and Jazz was just a little cuter to me. No, I def I definitely see that, and I was surprised at how good of a sense of humor that Trailbreaker had. Uh, and I think maybe Jazz brought brought that out of him. Yeah, because usually Trailbreaker has been very, uh, like, much more of a brute character. Mm-hmm. A heavy, really. Yeah. So, and it was nice to see another side of him. I I I definitely see uh, I definitely see that. Gigi, who's your OTP this week? I had to pick Spike and Bumblebee. Because I was just mm-hmm. obsessed with them all episode. Um, I'm a big sack. I love partners supporting each other. And I, you know, I really didn't think that Spike and Bumblebee would make it. But now I feel like they made it. I they agree made it with work. you. They really made it work they this episode. They were really there for each other. Yeah. No, absolutely. This is probably the most mutual that we that we've that we've seen it go, uh, in in in, term, in terms of what's in the text. All it took was Bumblebee not being a total idiot for twenty minutes <laughs> and not trying to compete uh, 
either compete for his for Spike's love or trying to get Chip Chase boy genius. <laughs> I will say Chip he did once equation. again forget that he can transform. He did, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> listen, once a himbo, always a himbo. So, like, he's not gonna change. He's just slightly more aware of this episode. I mean, hopefully he should change because he is a transformer. <laughs> he does keep forgetting that, though, as previously mentioned. Um... Yeah, well, do you think so, Sorry David I just want to Do you think in that case That Bumblebee sees himself As closer to human I was just thinking that Possibly Although he often forgets He can change into a robot So he may see himself Closer to being a car <laughs> <laughs> No I think I that's a good a theory You bring me closer to cars uh, Jordan, and what's your what's your pairing this week? Uh, my pairing this week is um, it, it contradicts Gigi's a little bit, but it's Brawn and Bumblebee. Ooh, I think these two tinier Autobots they actually work quite well with each other. Uh, with Bumblebee being more of being more, I'd say, talkative. Um, and being a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but Braun, I think, has... Braun doesn't feel too, like, steely. Braun kind of does feel like there's, like, he's open to having a little bit of fun, that he's, that he's adventurous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the two of them, you would get a nice kind of something sort of simpatico. First of all, because they're of a very similar size and they there's an immediate kind of sense of, you know, really looking at each other eye to eye. But second of all, I think, you know, what one maybe like, I don't know if Braun has a lot of um, emotional transparency, but Bumblebee definitely does. And Bumblebee might not have the resolve that not have a total have so much resolve but Braun definitely does so I think the two work well with 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 each other they do make an interesting pair for sure I think they would make a strong couple Um, because yeah I definitely saw that in Braun what you're saying where he has this kind of strong resolve and maybe is more quiet but it doesn't mean he's any less fun right you know, you talked about, I'm going to use your term, but there is that sort of, like, run, running and gunning attitude mm-hmm. about Braun. Yeah, and I love that running gun and gunning attitude. And I know you do. And speaking of things that, uh, that we love, it's time, for auto, it's time for our auto question of the week, where we uh, single out one Transformer who, um, suddenly... Life has new meaning to me. <laughs> it makes us feel like that. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with uh, Gigi. Gigi, uh, who is your auto crush this week, and is it Rumble? I am so close to picking Rumble, but I, I don't know, because I, I, I do just want to, like, pick him up back up from the earth and 
give him a cuddle and tell him everything's gonna be alright. But I think I gotta go with uh, Starfire this episode. Skyfire? Skyfire. <laughs> yes. It's Starfire from Teen Titans. <laughs> you know what? I mean... That's not a bad yeah. crush of the week, if you were to my, pick Starfire. My gay from... is showing. Yeah. <laughs> probably like Raven, then. But I think I'm more like Raven. Whatever. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this is quickly turned into who would you date? This is not a Teen, Teen Titans, Titans podcast. <laughs> the answer, I would date Cyborg, because he is the, uh, he is the Ironhide of the True. Teen Titans. Great answer. Cyborg was my very first television crush. Gigi, back to you. I mean, uh, Skyfire was really the only thing that I cared about that happened in this episode. And, I mean, I love serving your community and he, he really he really went in and rescued his boys in their time of need and I really admire that that's pretty hot mm-hmm. and um yeah I want to take a ride on a ship so Aww. and you want to hear his voice like talk like talk to you while you're riding yeah um, well, uh, you're not alone in this, Gigi, because Skyfire is also my auto crush <laughs> uh, of, of the week. Um, I think he's the one that actually like puts the story in gear uh, in, that la- in that last few minutes. Um, uh, so on a meta level, I see that as a characteristic of his usual initiative. And I, I definitely see what I'm 100% on what you're saying. He is probably the most dependable and consistent of, of all the Transformers. Absolutely. Uh, oh. Also, he big as hell. He big as hell. Oh, oh, what's that? Huh? Genevieve and Jordan, what's that? The fans... Oh, they're throwing their hats all over the ring because it's a hat trick, baby, because my crush of the week is also oh! also Skyfire. Uh, it's a hat trick, baby, because... Yeah, 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 I got that. Uh, it's, uh, it's a hat trick. No, no, get, get off hat. It's a hat trick. Boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. You gotta feel it. It's a hat trick. Boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. Um, my reason for picking him is... Because of one scene and one scene only. And that's when he starts to close his door to transform too quickly as Braun <laughs> oh, is yeah. getting out. And Braun gets, like, tripped up. And then he's like, Almost hey, and he's like, hey, Skyfire, watch out. And then he, like, picks him up. Uh, he, like, you don't, you don't even see his head. You just see his hands come down and pick up Braun. And he goes, I'm sorry, buddy. I just got really excited. Skyfire's <laughs> so cute. He's just so, a sweet so boy. Softest boy. You know I love a soft boy. Oh, it's just, it's so sweet. He's so sweet. That's why he's the, the winner of the first, uh, triple pick. Wow, you're right. That is the first triple pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyfire is that good. Um, now it's time to move on to um, our final segment, which is Wheel Jack. After that, later we pick the single sexiest moment of every Transformers episode. Uh, the one that just 
It just does it for us. It just does it. Just. It does it, and we just. can do it. Uh, and it is da- and for me, it is David's moment. Uh, it is Skyfire gently lifting Braun, because I want him to do it to me. You want, it, you want him to gently True. lift you? I want him to gently lift me as if I was the most fragile and delicate thing on God's green earth. Aww. Now I want that. Was that Everybody your moment want of that. the week? I don't have a moment. That could be your moment if that's what you're feeling. I'm so fucking sweaty. <laughs> Hold on one moment. We had to we had to point the tornado at Genevieve. <laughs> Are we never allowed to bring up the tornado on this show ever again? No. <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know it was fine. I tolerated it when you you made fun of me privately, but to publicly shame me. <laughs> On this production, which I am doing out of the kindness of my heart for you. No, I think Gigi's right, uh, David. I think we've hit a vor spot. Ooh. <laughs> oh no, Genevieve's going to be knocking things over all night now. <laughs> Stop throwing things. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Fuck, what were we even talking about? We'll jack off to that later when we pick the single sexiest moment (laughs) of any given transformer. Um, so, my moment, this is not, uh, sadly, uh, a double hat trick. It is, my, cause my moment. There's no such, that's not Um, it's, (laughs) my moment is just, uh, is, but it is. Braun picking up Bumblebee in in the mm-hmm. air shaft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Genevieve's gone into full rebellion. Cut due to our tornado shaming. You no, know fuck it. <laughs> you can't. What can't... I want to do? Oh no, it's watery. <laughs> Genevieve just poured Lacroix all over themselves in their rage. It's I, it's get you getting it on me now. They're I'm cl- a wet dog. <laughs> oh God! I wish this was a visual medium so that all could see the tantrum that Genevieve is throwing. There you go. Don't crumple stuff in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that is better than an audio medium. That is more like an audio tantrum. <laughs> It's like a heartbeat. Alright, that. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I don't even like those chips. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that's it. That's all. Braun pulling up Bumblebee. Is that the end of the show? Do- uh. Gigi, do, 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 do you have a moment, or do you need a moment? I thought your moment was also Jetfire picking up. No, was it? I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> um, who? Oh, yeah, Jazz. 
Uh, grabbing Ironhide's ass. That's a good move. Being dragged by it. There we go. Yeah, no, that's that. That is good. You had the Ironhide pick this episode. That's new. I did. I almost picked Ironhide as my crush. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, saving lives is hotter than like putting out a fire with no one in it. <laughs> um, I must. But that's still pretty hot. But I'm But I'm Thank you for listening to Robots <laughs> and to Guys, Gigi. Where can people uh, comfort you on the internet? <laughs> Please comfort me. Uh, you can find me at Gigi Vines. That's G E G E Vines, like a grapevine, on various social media websites. Mostly Instagram. I deleted the Twitter app off of my phone. I think that's a strong choice. Uh, David, where can people go to dunk on you? They can go to uh, one kiddo tick one. That's one k i t o t i k one on Instagram, or you can find me at David Thorpe on YouTube. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's E L E F A N T E Triple One. And also, don't forget to follow the pod on Instagram. That's at Robots Into Guys. Please don't forget to leave a five star review mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast of your choice. If you also want to give us a like on SoundCloud, that would also be appreciated. All right. Uh, yes, that's perfect. It was a. Need. Oh, we have an outro. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you have anime here now? Mm. <laughs> <a> bitch. <laughs> um. All right. So, okay, David, say? don't don't slow down. And I I really do regret that we did the baby voice last time. <laughs> you're still you're still on the baby voice. I still think it was a bad idea, and I don't know why I agreed to it. I guess I guess because Gigi's is quite persuasive. Um, <laughs> so okay, we'll do it. Okay, David, please don't slow down. Okay, okay I won't slow down. Okay, three, two, one. Transformers. Transformers. Big Mac. to guys. David, what did you say? <laughs> I said Transformers. Big Mac. Medium fries. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> As Genevieve banged a fork on the table.